proudest day, and the proudest time, and the, the seat of a relic here. Because that day, and that hour, and those minutes, I got the butt between my teeth. You know, I really stood up and was counted and said, this is not getting away. I remember when we pulled on our helmets, and, and, and Donald says to me, what are we doing? I said, we're going for gold, Barrett. That's all we said. I can still picture that run. That was just the best, best run ever. Welcome along to Crunching Gears. Let's talk rallying, the rally podcast. Uh, we're now on episode 27. So, Connor, <laughs> these episodes keep racking up. <laughs> I know, Kevin, it started out, the original plan was once every two weeks, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah. and, and we thought we'd struggle to maybe get, you know, half a dozen in, but yeah. uh, yep. But, you know, it's been so enjoyable so far, and we have to say big thanks to everybody that watches, listens every week. Your, you know, your likes, your shares, your, your rating the podcast, all those things makes a huge difference. So if you can please continue to do that, it, uh, you know, it's it's mind blowing. Um, in this episode, we look back at Cork Forestry and the Grumpian with uh, Patrick O'Brien, Johnny Milholm, and Matt Cotton. We also look forward to this weekend then with the Ulster Rally, the last round of the Tarmac Championship, and the uh, Yeeper Rally, the latest round of the WRC. So, Marion Evans will join us later on to talk about that there. So, without further ado, I suppose, um, Cork Forestry. Um, great to see Craig Breen making an appearance there. Absolutely. Kind of a last-minute, unexpected entry in the ex-Marcus Gromholm Ford Fiesta. Uh, Our focus, apologies, focus, yeah. The the family car that um, the dad had bought a while ago, Ray had bought a while ago. So, that was great. Um, added a bit of extra spice as well. That's the, what's the first time now in three years that Jim Walsh has run due to COVID, etc. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's great to see, you know, like Cork has always been renowned as one of the great forestry events in the country, you know, fast flowing stages. Uh, the weather like looked to be spectacular. I would say it was hot, hot in the cars, and like to have Craig there, you know, like yeah, fair enough. Like Patrick and Jordan, those guys, like they, you know, obviously they keep an eye on his times, but he he was kind of the hair, I suppose, and they they were chasing him. Uh, it's always good to have somebody to to aim for. Absolutely, like it gives the lads a chance to to benchmark themselves against you know a WRC competitor. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, not saying that Craig was absolutely flat out and on the door handles, but still, you know, mm-hmm. as you say, it, it it's good to have somebody to 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 you know encourage you to push you on to give you something to aim for. So, and like at the end of the day, Patrick O'Brien came in twenty two point six seconds behind Brain. Mm-hmm. You know, not to be sniffed at. For sure, for sure. And like Jordan home had a few issues in in the morning. Look, once they get the car sorted, then for the afternoon. The, the speed was there as well too, which is great to see. So, um, you know, all in all, uh, a really good rally. Um, you know, fantastic stages, fantastic weather. Another wee side note was uh, Adrian Holland and, and Gary Nolan. Great to see Gary back in the hot seat again there, um, taking the one, the two-wheel drive. Like Adrian, you know, he's one of those guys, we've mentioned him before, but he's just one of those guys you love to see his name in the list because you know it'll be full commitment when you, you see him coming into view. 
Oh, no, absolutely. Like, he's always a pleasure when, when I'd spectating to see Adrian Hetherington coming, you know, that distinctive Mark II. Can't miss it a mile away. Um, and uh, again, he never disappoints with regard to entertainment value. That is for sure. That's for sure. And I've seen a wee thing there, Gary, open Facebook. I think it was 2007, they won the two-wheel drive. And 15 years later, they're still doing it. So, like, you know, there's not many guys still, you know, at the sharp end after 15 years. So, like, it shows the quality, you know, Yes, Adrian's entertaining, no, but he's fast as well. Absolutely, he is. You know, that's it. That, that's what you want. You know, you want a bit of spectacle, but you want somebody who's going to be competitive as well. So, you know, you get that in abundance with Adrian. Yeah, that's for sure. And, like, you know, there's two rounds of the, the Forestry Championship to go. Uh, we have the Bushwhacker coming up now in September and then in October with the Tour of the Spurns. So, all to play for there. Um, two great events. Like the Bushwhacker, we know flat out, good surface and all, and the Tour of the Spurns making a return. And going back to some classic stages, maybe more, you know, maybe more in tune with the stages we remember from the dog leap, but, you know, the stages that they're going to use uh, are going to be fantastic. So two great events to wrap up the championship. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, as you say, change of venue for stages of the Tour of the Spurns. Um what do you got compared to the, the traditional home stages they've been using for the last while? But um, two well-established events um, always, you know, draw a good crowd of spectators and always usually get a good entry as well. Yeah, and, you know, it was great to see Catherine McCourt there at the weekend. And there is strong rumours, I suppose we could say, that there could be a few more tarmac guys hopefully making the switch over to the gravel for, you know, the, the rain part of the season. So. That's great to Absolutely. see. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. Fourth place yeah. for Cahan in the um, Hyundai, which is great. So, yeah. um, and like he, he was saying he had issues with the car all day, but loved the handling of the car. So, uh, you know, that's really positive. Uh, so I suppose without further ado, we'll catch up with Patrick O'Brien and hear his thoughts on how the event went. Yeah, uh, from the very offset, uh, we got onto a good pace and it felt, it felt reasonably comfortable, to be honest. Uh, maybe not so comfortable with the heat, but pace was comfortable enough mm-hmm. but no yeah it felt good yeah and like i suppose you know this is where the training that you're getting through the academy is all coming into play you know it, you know that you're you're prepared for conditions like yesterday that that heat and you know in those conditions like it, it's not it's not going to be something you're going to come across very often in Irish events but at least if you're prepared it, it's always a, a step in the right direction yeah for sure like the first uh they were on straight away first thing in, in Monday morning was that, you know, we need to get the fluids on this and uh, send the stuff into group chats of what we need to be getting, like for uh, ice packs on your back and stuff like this. Things you don't even be thinking of, like you, how can you carry ice in the car? But uh, like these, uh, I mean, describe what it looks like. You crack it open and then it becomes ice so you can carry it in the car with you. So I would never known that. So no, definitely they were, they were definitely a good help. Absolutely, yeah, and you know, it's wee things like that that just you know will make a huge difference, and you know, over the six stages. And then you know, you were very complimentary towards the organisers of the event. There, I seen you mentioned to Andy, uh, they give you a two minute gap, like that. That also helps enough, obviously, as well, and for safety as well, too, as much as nothing else. Yeah, without a doubt, like the safety matter is the, is the biggest part in that. Just uh, mm-hmm. and, and the speeds I got, and you can't see and. It's hard to lift your foot out of the throttle at the time. You'll be thinking, I can't, I can't lift like for the wise vein wheel that will clean me. But yeah. uh, no, definitely. And even the people that were, that were working on the event, uh, marshals, timekeepers, like I have to say a massive thank you to them because 
it was so so warm and they done a fantastic job and you know if you know if, you know you talk about the whole team behind the event and all that but you have a very strong team you know preparing your car for you like basically essentially like a family team and they'll give you a car that's giving you it's, it's capable of winning that gives you the reassurance just to step into the car i'm guessing yeah without a doubt. Uh, the boys they know what they do the their business at the end of the day, you know. Uh, mm-hmm. Myself, even and, and young Ryan Cowa, like it speaks volume what he's doing, and you know you have to have the team behind you to do that. Mm-hmm. So no, uh, without a doubt, uh, they, they do a fantastic job, and you can you can jump in and you know everything will be right from from setup till till any last detail. They they will have it sorted for you. Yeah, and you know, you mentioned Ryan there. Like Ryan, you know, this again coming up now, he'll be doing the Australia. So you know, having the, the car turned round from from Cork, then back into Forestry, and then from Forestry back into Tar. Like the, the turnaround is uh, it's brilliant to see that a team can do that and prepare to do that for the good of the young guy coming up through the field. Yeah, I think it's it's fantastic to try to work with Ryan. Like, uh, well, I took today off. I, I didn't I didn't venture down, but. The boys were down this morning, first thing, we were getting the car washed to get, to get it changed uh, tomorrow morning. Mm-hmm. So now, even the work around, it's, it's fantastic to, to watch them grow and, and getting quicker and quicker. And I was actually in the car uh, the previous test before the, before the last time I ground. The speed that he goes in that wee thing is mad. I couldn't wait to get back out of it. <laughs> You're not a good passenger. <laughs> no. <laughs> so, like yesterday, you, you had an additional competitor. You know, you had Craig Breen. Uh, like, we know that you know he's one of the top drivers in Ireland, WRC star. Um, I know you discounted him. You weren't looking at his times, but nice to have him there too, just to you know to look at him, see whether he has a, how his approach is to things. Yeah, it's always good to have people like that. You know, there like there's no point going to going to them realizing what. Well, Maybe running away with it, you know. It's good mm-hmm. to have someone there like the likes of him or Keith Cronin that you really have to to go for. Um, I wasn't racing him, but I was keeping a close eye on what he was doing. Uh, I think it was four. I think Stephen told me four seconds was as close as I could get. And okay, you have to remember you have a championship as well, like so. You, you can't get carried away with Craig, but no, it was fantastic to have him there and even speaking to him before the end, uh, start of the stages, like a. A uh, very, very genuine person and a very nice man. Yeah, like you know, he is a he's a he's a rally head like, at the end of it all, and you know he wants the the better competition, and it's great to see him that he still takes the opportunity to come out and do events back at home as well. Yeah, for sure, it's it's good to good to see him even come to the gravel. Like maybe not when you're trying to win the rally, but <laughs> it's good for the it's good for the whole buzz of the event and it gets people out watching and, and more impressed in the in the gravel championship as well. Yeah, and you know, and then for the gravel championship now, there's there's two rounds remaining. Uh, you're second in the championship, but then I think some drop scores come into play. It's probably fairly neck and neck. You've already dropped a score earlier in the season. Um, looking forward to the last two rounds of that closer to home for you. Yeah, um, I think on drop scores, as it is now, I think I actually believe in it. Just heard Stephen talking about it, but uh, uh-huh. no, it, it will be tight between myself and Jordan. And uh, yeah, the bushwhacker is the next the next event for us. Uh-huh. So I can't wait to get, to get back to that. It's I love that rally. Like it's the Donegal for me. Uh, uh-huh. For most people, it's the same. It's it's crazy fast. Like and, and that's what I like. So yeah, I can't wait to go to that and then 
the very last run is, is it's a good event as well. I, I've been there before too, so yeah, really looking forward to them too. Yeah, I like you know as you talked about the you know the the bushwhacker, uh, you know was referred to locally as the the Oma Grand Prix. You know, fast flat out stages and good surface, and you know it's probably a relatively level playing field because like Jordan's doing it, done it a few times, and they always attract a, a star studded entry as well. Yeah, um, I think uh, well, I heard some of the the tarmac guys are maybe even coming to the rally too, so that'd be fantastic to see that as well. Um, like it's a, it is a fantastic rally. I'm not just saying that because I live beside it. It, it, it really is a good rally. So uh, if that works out, that would be brilliant. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And then you know the tour of the Spurns is the last round then as well. Good to see the Spurns back in the the forestry again as well. Yeah, it's it's good that we're getting some more forestry rally in up in the north as well because it's a, a long drive to Cork every <laughs> every other weekend. <laughs> So, yeah, and they're fantastic stages up there too. I think it's the Cam Forest, I think they're using. So, uh-huh. brilliant stages. Yeah, like I can as regarded as one of, if not the best forestry stages in Ireland. And it's, it's long as well, too, which is, you know, it's not just the, the normal sort of like four or five miles. There's, you know, there's a good length of a stage in it as well, too. So, I would say you're yeah. looking forward to getting your teeth into that one. I think the last time I was in there was probably the C2. So, <laughs> I'd say it <laughs> may be a bit easier to drive the Skoda than the C2. <laughs> Not a big jump in there now, sorry, nothing to do. That's for sure, that is for sure. It's going to be a fascinating battle, that championship, to see how the, the fares out over the next couple of rounds. Also, uh, last weekend, we had the Grumpian Rally, um, the next, you know, the latest installment of the, the BRC. Um, once again, this Keith Crone man seemed to do all the hard lifting on the first loop of stages. Absolutely. Oshin Price first in the road, bit of gravel sweeping to do. But the problem they had because of the intense heat was low hanging dust. So, you know, Keith was clocking up some serious times considering there was issues there with visibility. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like he seemed to be, he seemed to go there with a steely determination, wanted the maximum points and like was determined to get them from the, the get go. Absolutely. And a heck of a trek for him, like all the way from what do you call it, this, you know, south of Ireland right up to Aberdeen and mm-hmm. near the, you know, the, the the highlands of Scotland. Like, it was a hell of a run there and back, you know, just to even get to do the rally. And, like, a really short rally. It was six stages, 43 miles of, of competitive gravel. Like, it was a bit of a sprint, really. It is, it is, yeah. Like, you know, there's there's no room for error in the, the, such a short yeah, mileage as that there. And, like, to be so committed, like, I've seen some of the clips and that is fast and furious. Yeah, no, it is. And behind Keith, there was a cracking battle between Oshin Price and Rory Bell. Mm-hmm. And Rory had the the, the, the beating of Oshin Price right up to the last stage. Yeah, uh, and, you know, it's fantastic to see the likes of Rory Bell and James Williams, guys who have come up through that, you know, the the British, the junior British championship that, you know, that we keep raving about here too. So like, it shows that the pace is there. It's great to see new names always coming forward in the, in the you know, in the sport as well. Absolutely, it is. And speaking of new names, you know, good bit of Irish interest from the juniors in, in that round as well of the BRC. Absolutely, absolutely. You know, Eamon Kelly, you know, who had been on the podcast a few times already now, and Kelly White, and Johnny Mulholland, who we'll hear from later on as well, too. You know, these guys, you know, are the stars of the future. There's no doubt in my mind that, you know, we have rally winners there. Oh, we do. We definitely do. And like, the guys are, are not holding back against each other either. Mm-hmm. Like there was between Kyle and Eamon, um, I think there was one second of a difference 
Um, yeah. Kyle was ahead going into the last loop of stages. And, but I think Eamon uh, was one second ahead going into the sorry, last loop. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, but uh, it was only one second and it was yeah. mental. And like, you know, how unlucky was Kyle that he got a puncture which then ripped the brake pipe. You know, that that is, that's bad luck. <laughs> There's no other way of looking at it, you know. So. Yeah, I know. It was very unfortunate. Um, Definitely very unfortunate there. But played into Johnny Mulholland's hands, so. Yeah, you know, great to see Johnny. He's such a likable character. Uh, we'll hear from him now in a minute. Uh, getting second place points at the finish up too, which was great for him. So I think we should hear from get Johnny's view on it. But first of all, with Johnny, we spoke about uh, doing Donegal and the famous yellow Skoda Fabia. Yeah, look, the, the, the bit of the story behind that, Kevin, was that um, a, a few months prior to when, when Dad passed away, unfortunately, um, he had a, he had this kind of pipe dream in his head. He's like, "I need to do Donegal again. I have to I have to get going to going to Donegal again." So, um, he was like, "What will I do then? Will I do it in the escort? Will I do it in an Octavia WRC? Will I do it in?" He didn't know what to do it in, but he he came back to when he first had an S two thousand Fabia. He absolutely loved that car. Um, I think it was a real driver's car. I, I know now maybe why he loved it so much. Um, so he bought another one of those back. He bought another uh, S2000. Um, got it stickered up in, in the, the colours of the, the charity that we sponsor, the Friends of the Cancer Centre up in Belfast that were they were very good to dad. Um, he got stickered up with them or in their logos. And yeah, he had planned on doing Donegal. Um, Eamon and the guys kind of let him kind of have a bit of a free reign. They're going to let him, look, John, if you want to go out and do a couple of stages on Saturday or on Friday and come in and do some more on Saturday and come in and work away. So, but unfortunately he never got to do that. And um, just he had a couple of things on, I think he maybe had to get an operation or two, you know, still, yeah. still fighting to try and, to try and beat the, the bloody thing. But uh, he just, he never got the chance to then the COVID thing always happened or obviously happened. And then mm-hmm. I, I said, as soon as Donegal was coming back, I am doing Donegal in that car because that's that was what it was intended to do. So yes. yeah, we we took it up. Um, it got a lot of attention. People people love to see it. The, I think they're a bit of a rare sight now on Irish mm-hmm. roads. The S two thousands they make a lot of noise and they, they look good still. So yeah. people people definitely like to see it, and we had a lot of fun. We obviously had our, our mishaps that are pretty well documented yes. now, but. Um, <laughs> Like we had a lot of fun and we were glad to get to the end. And uh, I think, as you say, it was a nice tribute given given that it's Father's Day weekend and everything exactly, uh, that all yeah. tra- traditionally uh, traditionally falls on. So no, it was mm-hmm. nice to get nice to get to the end. Yeah, yeah. And as you say, like the amount of awareness that that uh, raised over the weekend as well too. So like that obviously had a fallback on the for the you know the charity and all as well too, which is has to be positive. Yeah, yeah. Look, a bright yellow car heading up. A little small Irish lanes, always going to turn a few heads, but mm-hmm. um, especially the slogan at the back of the exhaust is, I think everyone knows what that says too. Yes. So um, it definitely, if it can raise a bit of awareness for those guys and even just those kind of charities in general, Kevin, like it's it's always a plus. It's a absolutely. plus for everyone. So Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So we'll get back now to your BRC campaign. Like, you know, maybe not your best year after, you know, won the Academy Law last year. But you know yeah. you've been getting you've been getting you know strong results. I would say so far this year, we've been getting all right results. Yeah, we, we just we're just not quite on the pace of the other guys at the minute. I think we have a couple of things to work on. You know, we're maybe just not committing in places that we should be. But look, we're maybe trying to build Rome in a day. 
Um, but the other guys are definitely on a, a very strong pace. We've been trying our best to, to be quicker here and there, but the guys are just they're so fast at the minute, Kevin. But we're we're definitely still gonna keep trying. We're not gonna we're not gonna give up too easy, but I think we're lying third at the minute. You know, we've had a handful of good results and keep taking plenty of points. I've always been told to finish first, first you have to finish. That was a famous mm-hmm. saying at dads as well. Mm-hmm. So um that that's always in the back of my head. And you know, even just by finishing, like we got we managed to limp to the end of, of the ground being there with, with our couple of issues, but um we got to the end of it and, and took ended up taking a real good handful of points. So mm-hmm. um it all adds up in the end, as yeah. as you know. Yeah, and then you know, there's three rounds remaining. You still have your joker round to play as well. Yeah. And there's you know, there's one tar and two gravel rounds remaining. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, what where do you see your preferred surface at now? Um it's funny, I, I started off rallying on the gravel, so I do like it. Um, but my pace just hasn't been there on the gravel this year. Um, so I'm probably looking forward to getting back on the tarmac uh, in, in Wales. I don't know what their roads are like. I've, I've heard a few reports that, that it's it's not a bad rally. Um, this one in, in Aberystwyth or Carradine Ker- or whatever it's called. But mm-hmm. um, like it's, it's meant to be a, pr- a decent enough rally, Kevin, and we'll be looking back to, to getting on the on the black stuff, I think. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And, you know, you know, we you know you spoke about your guys you're competing against there, like Eamon Kelly and Kyle White. As you say, their pace is phenomenal. But like that obviously has to help you because you you know you have something to aim for. You know that you for for you to improve, you know where you need to go. Yeah, I definitely, I definitely don't like coming in off a stage and thinking, God, that was that was pretty good, and then the guys are five or ten seconds ahead of you. Like I don't like that. So uh, it's always something in the back of your head. You want to think. Right, where can I make up time? What could I do different? How can I go a bit faster? How can I be neater through here? So uh, it gives you a good a good place to aim, as you say. As I said, the guys are on fair play to them. They're they're going hard this year. They're going really hard. Um, so that's kind of where we need to be, and so we'll hopefully get there get there eventually. Yeah. Yeah, and like as you say, it's, it's only five or six seconds a stage, but the way that they are, they're like tenths of a second, one second separating them at times there. So yeah. You know, it's only a blink of an eye that you're off them. <laughs> yeah, the, the weekend pass there was really close for them, I think, mm-hmm. after four or five stages or a second apart. So yeah. um kind of says it all, really, in terms of the competition that's out in the, the British mm-hmm. Championship. So, um, as I say, they're doing well and they're on a blistering pace. So mm-hmm. we can't we can't fault them or, or slate them for that, you know. Mm-hmm. And, like, from your own point of view, you know, you're always a great supporter of, the, you know, the events home. Uh, you know, you've done the tournament championship in previous years. Uh, mm. You're now over something. This is your second year now full-time in the BRC. Like, how do you find the stages over there? The, the stages are good. What what draws me to the BRC a bit is just that I do like getting on the both surfaces. It's it's different. Um, not that I don't like tar any less than gravel or vice versa, but I just like I like the variety. You know, every year there's there seems to be different rallies on the calendar. Um and you know that's it's a bit more exciting that way and a bit more of a challenge not that not taking away anything from here mm-hmm. i love morale in here and you know we've got some of the best best roads in the world um but i just like maybe the variety of it at times and look I, I, i'm i'm definitely going to come back to ireland to do a lot more rallies i think but um i just like yeah getting out it's a different challenge it's a bit of an adventure going out there mm-hmm. uh you know you're always heading off to different parts or different corners of the country so yeah, it's good fun, yeah, and I suppose that's just 
that's why we like it. It's it's got that kind of fun attached to it. You know, we always talk about you know the great camaraderie and rallying. You can see that amongst just all your junior BRC guys. You know, there seems to be a great crack there, and the way that you took Max McRae and finished him over to do Donegal, and then the next yeah. rest, like he was, he become one of the lads very quickly, didn't he? Yeah, <laughs> I know. <laughs> After Donegal, I think we opened we opened uh, Max's eyes up. He was only eighteen that weekend, and mm-hmm. Sunday night after Donegal, he I dragged him into Pulse nightclub and. <laughs> I think that was an eye opener for him, all right. But he had a good time, and yeah, he's definitely he, he would he would text me at, uh, at times, and um, you know, he's Max a real nice lad, and, and all the other guys too. You know, we, we don't we can't say a bad word about each other, and um, we could we could go out and have the crack and have a bit of a laugh, and uh, you know, that's 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 part of Ryan. Ryan's Ryan's on a serious thing. It's uh, it's a bit of bit of crack amongst the lads, and. Um, if you can't do that, then you're probably not really enjoying yourself, you know. That's for sure. That is for sure. And you know, you talk about the banter and the crack. Like yourself, the name and Kelly, you are in the, you know, you're run by the same preparation company, VSM. Um, mm-hmm. but, like Eamon's been having a few dramas, I suppose we could say, with yeah. Ricky Carr. Yeah. He's been there to help. <laughs> uh, that started off on uh, Nicky Christie had an issue. He, um, he damaged the, the sump, the sump, I think, in the golf and. Um, we ended up, Eamon ended up leaving the car in the forest and then he had to jump in the backseat of my recce car. So <laughs> me and Owen were up front. Owen was calling my pace notes. Him and Connor were in the back calling pace notes at the same time. So it got a bit confusing and especially I'm six fastest, Eamon's one fastest. Oh, so like we were listening to each other and I don't think, I think I just went for a drive around the forest that day. I don't think there was much concentration going on. And then, yeah, of course he... Eamon had these, uh, he's not here to defend himself, so we can t- we can talk about him plenty. Um, <laughs> he uh, he obviously had the he had these big plans for this new car that he 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 penned Barbara, mm-hmm. uh, a lovely gold metallic Subaru Estate um, for the gravel, and no straight away it started giving him giving him grief and coming home coming home from the grumpy, and then he was about an hour off the boat, and then. What was, what was it broke? I think was it the wishbone or something broke going down the motorway. Could have could have turned into a real serious accident. He was lucky, but so my trailer was the only one the car fit into. Uh, so my rally car to come off him and ended up driving my rally car to the boat and actually onto the boat and off the boat. Um, which he'll get the bill for the fuel, but other than that, I'm not, I'm not charging too much for the privilege, you know. <laughs> Yeah. It's not everybody you let drive your rally car, you'd be a bit. No, <laughs> no. Well, the pace even was on, like, you know, it was probably the fastest it was driven all weekend. So <laughs> the, camp, uh, the car needs to stretch, it leg, stretch its legs at some point, doesn't it? Yeah, that's for sure. So, that's yeah. for sure. so, Johnny, thanks for taking the time and the best of luck in the remaining rounds of the BRC. Yeah, no problem, Kevin. Thanks. Happy to come on anytime. And Kevin, also in the Grampian, um, what do you call it? David Bogey was taking part with our, our own John Rowan on board. They got sixth overall and uh, took a haul of points with regard to the Scottish Championship. And then um, Alan Carmichael and Arthur Cairns got ninth overall in their Hyundai R5, extending their BRC uh, class lead, which was great to hear. Brilliant to see. Yeah, yeah you know, that's great to see. And, you know, that's another thing with David Bogey is out in the, the new... Uh, evolution version of the Rally 2 Fiesta you know one of the first ones coming out of M Sport and it's run by McGeehan Motorsport as well Absolutely and and again very keen to see the, the results that that you know new version clocks up to see mm-hmm. how competitive it becomes 
for sure. Yeah. And then in addition, just while we're on the, the, the talk of the BRC, you also caught up with Matt Cotton, stage end presenter and reporter for the BRC Championship. Yeah. I, I mean, it's, it's, it is seriously wide open. Um, you know, it, I think that's the thing with the BRC. It always has been really, really close. And, you know, I think the BRC, we'd be the first to say what, what we, we lack in numbers, we make up for in competition and, and front running pace, I guess. Uh, and that in itself just excuse competition. You know, that, that, that just, it's just, if anybody watches any of the, uh, the coverage or any of the highlights, you know, it is just so, so tight, so close. There's, there's rarely more than sort of double figures of seconds in between people. And then if you extrapolate that across the year, then you tend to get a really close championship. And, and that's inevitably what we've, we've, we've got this year again. Yeah, like, you know, we're looking at, you know, Keith Cronin, uh, Ocean Price, you know, back again, Keith going for his fifth title, Ocean still trying to get that elusive first one. And this year too, as well, we've seen, you know, new names appear on the, the leaderboard as well, which is always great to see. Yeah, absolutely. And and that that's, you know, that's encouraging for the for the newcomers. You've got the likes of uh, James Williams and Rory Bell, and, and they can see those names at the top. You know, I, I think if anybody can ever say they've they've beaten Keith Cronin on a stage, they know they're doing well. You know, I, I mean, it's a <laughs> OK, I might be over exaggerating, but Keith Cronin, that's a real like household name. Yeah. And, uh, you know, for them to go back home and say, you know, we we were fastest. We beat Keith. We beat Ocean Price. You know that's that's great for them, and and it shows that they've got a wealth of pace, and 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 that's what makes the BRC so good. You can you you come along, and you know you're doing really really well. You only have to look at Ulster uh, last year to to see the pace of Ocean and Matt against yeah. everybody else, and mm-hmm. you know it, it it can blow people away. It really can. Yeah, like you know, you know, as you mentioned the Ulster there last year, those two guys were a league of their own. Yes, they were fighting for a championship, but like they were leaving nothing behind. Were they? Like, they were hammer and tongs right from the very first, you know, from the clicked into first gear right to you know right through. Yeah, yeah, the pace is outstanding, and and I'd like to think that's sort of why why Keith keeps coming back and. We, we know he's trying to do the drive for five. That's a big thing for him. He's trying to equal Jimmy McRae's record and and and, and who can blame him? Uh, and, and Oshin just wants to get his first. So they've both got, I guess, uh, different reasons for doing it. But but the goal is ultimately the same. It's still a really, really prestigious championship, the BRC. Um, and, and Keith is is out there gunning for it. And, um, you know, it's great to see him over here. We're, we're, we're delighted. It's, it's, it's always a pleasure to have Keith and Mikey over. Yeah. Uh, look, I think of that photo at the end of the Nicky Grist of Jimmy McRae and Keith Cronin, Jimmy holding up the five finger, you know, and it was, you know, it's hilarious just, but it just shows you like, even Jimmy now in his seventies, that friendly, friendly rivalry is still there. Yeah, absolutely. You know, it's, it's still highly regarded across, across Europe and, 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 and we know chatting to, to the likes of Alistair McRae and Jimmy McRae, everybody always keeps an eye on it. Um, you know, they're always interested in seeing what happens in the, in the BRC. Um, but if, if anybody's ever been part of the BRC, they'll know that it is, oh God, it sounds a cliche, I guess, but there is a real family atmosphere to it. Um, and I guess that's helped by maybe the, the, the slightly smaller numbers. I don't know, but um, the, there is, 
when the flag drops, you know, everybody is into a engagement mode and, and everybody's competition head is on, I guess. But outside of that, then um, it is very much friendly rivalry, as you say. And you talk, you know, the family atmosphere, you know, your Irish cousins come over to visit. <laughs> They're a very strong part of the, the, the championship as well, aren't they? Absolutely vital. Always have been, though. Yeah. You know, Kev, with the, the, they really always have been. It's, you know, I know it's a it's a British championship by name, but it's we love to see the Irish coming over and tackling. And 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 I guess, I mean, I'm sure each one have got their own reasons for coming over and doing the BRC. But I guess it's the fact that it's that mixed surface. It's some really good quality events, um, and they are real really challenging events as well the gravel events have got world-class stages the tarmac events have got you know good mileage unique events i guess compared to to back home with you and 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 that that really is is a lot of the reason why the guys come over and want to really push themselves um, on a variety of surfaces against the different drivers and 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 very different events to what they're used to yeah as you mentioned there like you know the, the mixed surface like you know we're predominantly you know tar based uh, here and there and you know there's, there's gravel championships as well you know? but the likes of Eamon Kelly going over there last year who had never rallied in gravel and we see how well he has took to the gravel it's you know so that obviously proves that the the gravel in the, the UK allows drivers to develop yeah and and that is exactly the reason Eamon has come over because he wanted to push himself he wanted to develop his speed and he knew really that to be an all-rounder, to be an all-round rally driver, to do that, you have you have to push yourself and go up against other people that are sort of towards the top of their game. So he knew he had to come over uh, and build his pace alongside everybody else. And he won his first gravel event, what, four, five, five months into the BRC last year at the Grampian, where we've just where we've just come from. And he did it again, of course, last weekend. So yeah, his his gravel pace has just improved dramatically over a really short space of time, and and he he pretty much solely puts that down to having to push really really hard to beat everybody else. Of course, absolutely, yeah, and the, you know you know again you know keep thinking this Irish angle from our point of view, like we think of West Cork twenty twenty, like it's probably going to be go down in history as you know the best rally that never was. I <laughs> uh, just I. Uh, we we always joke about that rally really we were we, we were i mean i was just about to leave to get on a plane and, and you know there was there was a few guys that were already over doing some testing and you know what a battle that would have been you know absolutely fantastic of course we came over in 19 um and, and it was just it was just superb i mean i just absolutely loved it it was great i mean it's such a such an atmosphere over there you know, you you do events so right um, over in Ireland. You really, really do. And um, you know, it, the UK really does look up to the the, the ITRC, and it, it looks up to the events that you have over there because you know you know how to put on a rally, you know how to put on a a weekend, a festival. Uh, it's a real occasion, and um, we're quite jealous. Yeah. Well, you know, the door's always open. Like, you know, this is probably one of the few years there hasn't been around here in Ireland. You know, is it something that you'd like to look at again in the future to revisit? I'm sure uh, Reese Tarran, the BRC manager, is sitting there flicking through the 2023 calendar and, and seeing what, what fits for him. Look, when when 
when this year's calendar was decided, we were we were not long out of COVID. I think the reason, the main reason, um, there were others, but the main reason was that um, cost saving from this side of the water, just to make sure that everybody could sort of compete on the mainland. I know that didn't really help the guys coming over from Ireland to us, but from our point of view, I think I think a, a main a full mainland event or a calendar was was the right thing to do. Um, we're in a very different world now and um it is a british championship i think i think everybody realizes that certainly going to northern ireland is is has got to be high on the agenda for the brc because it's 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 part of what we do and we always have done and if that then leads into going elsewhere and and one of those is is southern ireland and um i don't think anybody would be upset if we came back Absolutely. I hope uh, no, anyway. <laughs> um, we know we know your love of coming over here as well. We've seen you recently at the Down Rally. You know, another superb event. Uh, you know, like a, a, it's a, a rally organised by competitors for competitors, and it's great to see events like that coming up and coming becoming so popular. Yeah, uh, yeah, and and Down Rally, classic example. You can feel the enthusiasm. So you what you you get to the event and you can feel you know, um, the passion and the dedication from the organisers as soon as you're sort of even in the area. Um, and again, that's, you know, sometimes arguably what, what we can miss over here, um, especially with the forest events, because we do tend to tuck our, ourselves away um, in the forests and we'll, we'll, you know, service in a field somewhere or something like that. So when you go over to somewhere like the Down Rally and you can just you can just feel that passion from the organisers, you can see the effort and the dedication that they've put into sort of getting uh, town centre service areas and things like that. It's it it is it's second to none really. And and Down Rally was absolutely superb. It was it was a cracking rally and mm -hmm. over classic stages of course yeah, as well. So I, that's you, you, you know you have the likes of Hamilton's Folly and things like that. And you know the smiles and the competitors at the end of the stages sit at all. Didn't they? So yeah yeah definitely. For sure. Like, so, you know, looking the way the championship is going, it's still all on the knife age overall and the juniors. Like, um, in the juniors protector from an Irish angle, we have Eamon, Kai White, Johnny Mulholland, they're all still there in the fight too. You know, these guys, um, you know, it's improving their pace. It's shown the world how good that the Irish competitors are. Yeah, 100%. And, and that's why the likes of Ola Nor, Nor Jr. came over because he he wanted to get that grounding. He wanted to get the experience of competing against people that are essentially at the top of their game. We see Carl has moved into that 208 Rally 4 this year from uh, the old Peugeot R2 um, and has been doing some great things with that. Of course, he, he, was, he was awarded the uh, Nicky Grist win, which has certainly elevated his championship chances. Eamon is out front, undoubtedly. Um, he's he's played his Joker card already, which gives him. Uh, I don't know whether he played it and he got his extra five points, but it gives you up to five additional points mm -hmm. uh, on the event. Carl's already played his last weekend, uh, but unfortunately just failed to finish, so couldn't quite capitalise on that. But because we have uh, seven rounds, only five to count, it, it's still it is still really really tight, uh, and and and. <laughs> Really, I don't suppose we can even discount Johan Lloyd in the other two away. And, yeah. and I know he's not Irish, he's, he's the uh, Welsh contingent, I guess. And, yeah. and of course, uh, Johnny Mulholland is just, you know, Mr. Consistent is Johnny. He's there every time, you know, getting the podiums, getting the points, 
getting that experience up that 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 they're always looking for. Um, you know, it is a stellar, stellar championship, and mm-hmm. um, the junior BRC is, um, you know, has often been regarded as a as a really good grounding for a, a career. But equally, if you just want to try and better yourself, it's it's equally a good place for that as well. Mm, absolutely, and then in the overall terms as well, um, Keith's out in front, but Ocean has already dropped one round with the Jim Clark rally. So, like, that's still very much open too. Yeah, absolutely. It, it, they're level. Effectively, we take those drop scores into to account, and they're they're effectively leveled. So, you know, the next few rounds are going to be critical. Keith Keith has admitted himself last weekend that it's really going to be difficult to beat Oshin on on home soil at uh, Rally Keradigian in a few weeks' time. Um, I'm not. I wouldn't go as far to say that Keith has resigned himself to a second or a third or just a podium, but. I think he realises that with Oshin being the previous winner of Rally Keradigi, and it's going to be difficult. But then, just a few weeks later, we're back. We're back on gravel. Uh, we're we're back at the track rod, uh, and and you know Keith goes well there. Um, you know he's won it before. It's just it is just all to play for. I think, and 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 as we said earlier, we've got a Rory Bell, we've got a James Williams, we've got an Elliot Payne. Mm. You know, you just invite all of those names along into the mix and. I think it would be a risky business to start putting money down. At the time. <laughs> I, 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 You're going to keep it in your pocket for now. <laughs> yeah, it would be a risky, risky business, I think. That is for sure. And then your roller hat too. Uh, you look after the media for Josh McLean and Will Crichton in the WRC. Like, these, those two guys, what a year they're having. Uh, I think... I just live in the wrong part of the world. Don't <laughs> I just need to move across. This is... You are where it's at, to be honest. And <laughs> and look, I am a huge supporter. You, you only have to look at the Motorsport Island Rally Academy, and 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 you, I know you've covered it a lot in uh, in your podcast previously. But what a sensational outfit that is! You know that has brought those two guys on phenomenally. Okay, Josh, on paper hasn't had a great year. You 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 look at the results on on, on a bit of paper, and it doesn't, you know, particularly look fantastic. But if you look at his outright pace and, and take away a bit of the luck element or the lack of luck that he's had, uh, and he is really doing well in, in what is effectively his first WRC2 campaign, you know, his first yeah. full campaign. Uh, and Will there just a little bit just lacking that luck again, you know. He has the pace, he has stage wins under him, and it just all hasn't quite come together for them. Mm-hmm. But um yeah, absolutely great. And it's great to see Josh um, tackling Eep this weekend as well. That's going to be pretty mega. Right? Yeah, like, you know, we look at his results there in previous years. It's the one event you would like to think that it may favour him. Yeah, funnily enough, I was I was looking back um, when uh, the other weekend. Josh's rally Ypres last year started with a trip in a ditch on Shakespeare. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it ended with his best ever WRC result of that year. So I think he was fifth in WRC three, as it was called then. So he did exceptionally well. You know, he was super, super fast on the roads over there. Of course, previous experience going back to that junior BRC link. Mm -hmm. Yeah. In 2019, he was there with the Peugeot, the 208, and that gave him good grounding. So I think he feels confident. Um, mm-hmm. I think, you know, he's had a good test a, a couple of days ago. He's bedded in well. It's nice to go back to tarmac for him. 
Um, I'm not I'm not convinced it's his um, preferred surface. I think Josh is really good at adapting to both yeah. both surfaces. To be fair to him, um, but I, I, I'm really intrigued to see how he's going to go this weekend. No pressure on the lad. <laughs> I, I am quite intrigued. Big yeah. entry though, as yeah. always. Such a specialist, such such a specialist rally. So, mm-hmm. you know. As I say, no pressure on him, but um, yeah. it, it should be interesting, I think. Yeah, we wish them all the best now at the weekend. So, But, Matt, thank you very much for taking the time to join us. It's been an absolute pleasure. Uh, we might catch up with you maybe at the end of the season and see how things fared out. Absolutely. Be delighted to go over the season and uh, see how everything's gone for everybody. Thanks for having me. Uh, looking forward to catching up with Matt now at the end of the season to look back at the, the BRC because it's going to be an enthralling battle there before it's all over. Um, this weekend... Final round of this Irish Tarmac Championship. <laughs> you know, this was the the reason that this um, podcast is, is, is t- took off at the start of this year. And what a year it has been to date. Oh, it's been fantastic, and I, I can't wait for this weekend. Um, I'm a, a bit peeved that it clashes with Ypres, but, <laughs> uh, you know, it's just the way it is because um, I, I intend to be up spectating and... In, 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 uh, what do you call it for the Ulster? Just oh, I can't wait. Um, I know. Okay, we don't have Alistair, we don't have Callum, and you know it's a bit of an outside shot for Marion, but still, uh, it'd be good even to see Josh wrapping it up on this event, even without the sort of main competition that he's had all year. Yeah, you know, uh, you know, rallying's a fickle sport. We know that. Uh, we know there's strange things that happen, but you know, over the balance of the year, like you know, Josh has been head and shoulders the best. There's no doubt about it. You know, um, he. He has had the speed from he's needed, you know. In Killarney, he drove with his head. Um, you know, it's it's been a, a brilliant year for him. Like, and you know, we look at the national championship as well. You know, he's won every round of it. Like, he has been the driver in Irish tarmac this year. Yeah, an incredible benchmark he has set there for 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 everybody else. And you know, even when you start looking back in the history books, uh, you know, he he's he set records there. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it's going to be a long time before they're beaten unless, you know, maybe Sam gets competitive and wants to go at them next year. <laughs> you would never know. You would never know. And like <laughs> Marion has been like, you know, consistent all year, uh, keeps knocking in the results, you know, um, like again, you know, he would be a worthy champion. There's no doubt about it. But, you know, it probably it's it's going to be a tall ass. But as I said, you know, rallying's fickle sport. Um, it's, it's still out there, you know, and then, you know, with the likes of Johnny Greer, uh, Desi Henry, there's other guys there who all think they'll be going to that event to one. As far as I'm aware now, I don't think Desi's registered for the championship. So, you know, he may, be, you know, he may not affect the, the, you know, the outcome of the title, but yeah, he, he will, I'm sure, will be looking to gun for the one. So he may affect, you know, who will get the name on the trophy. Absolutely. And again, you know, there is that issue you know, for either Josh or, or, or Marion, you know, championships, one thing, do you want the win as well? Do you get sucked into a battle? You don't need to be having, you know, if, if Johnny or, or, or um, Desi are really, you know, turn up in full form and, and things go their way. So mm-hmm. I don't know. You're right. Any it's fickle the weather, the competition, who knows what could be thrown into the mix that could affect the outcome. Yeah, and like you know, the Ulster, like you know, two uh, days of each day is a point scoring day. Like day one is three stages. Like so, what a, a spin, you know, an overshoot could drop you from first to fifth, and you know, all of a sudden you're you know you're out of that 
you know, point scoring position that leaves you safe. You know, so it's 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 going to be intriguing. Absolutely. And look at the weather we're having this week. It's really a mixed bag. Who knows what it's going to be doing come Friday and Saturday. And you know yourself from spectating on the sleeve gullion stage before, um, you know, that's tricky in there. The, there's bits that are covered by trees. If that's damp, that could be as slippy as anything. Um, and while, you know, the mountain parts of the stage are dry. So mm-hmm. you re- and they're going to be doing that second run in, in dusk stroke dark. So yeah. and um, as well as that, too, it's not a, 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 a public road. So it's going yeah. to be, you know, it's going to be green in places as well too. So they're almost going to be a, a track worn down through it. You know, that yeah. if you go beyond that track, you could be on the on the slippy stuff. So it's going to be, you know, it is. and then Saturday, it's three stages done twice. Yeah, it's uh, pure sprint. Yeah, yeah. There's no, no, uh, no room for error yeah. at all. It's go, go, go. Yeah, there really, yeah, there, there, there isn't, what do you call it? There, there's not much, there's a lot can go wrong. Yeah. For any of them, yeah. um, and not much can go right. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's for sure. That's for sure. And like as well, then you know, with also the modified battle and the historics and the, the you know the rally four guys, like it's all to play for this weekend. You know, I just you know I do think there's going to be a lot of head scratching come the end of the event. Who has won what? You know where the positions was because you you know you may claim points on both days but you may not won the rally or you know various connotations yeah. as well and all this kind of thing it's all going to be played out come you know friday evening and then into saturday afternoon as well it's going to be very difficult saturday morning when they're having their breakfast mentally preparing for the stages trying to do the calculations from the points from friday what <laughs> they need for saturday yeah, yeah. Doesn't bear thinking about it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And maybe at some point you have to just park that to the back of your head and just go out and drive, you know? Because, uh, yeah. like, you know, there's at the end of the day, you're, you're, it's going to be one loss on the stages. And, and that's brilliant to see. You know, you know, this year of rallying, we were all a bit worried at the start. What, you know, with COVID coming back from COVID, would the numbers be there? And, like, in fairness, most of the rallies this year, the numbers have kept strong. Yes, there's have been a few dropouts now towards the end of the season. But the, the battle that's there, it's still in throw. It is. And the fact it's gone down to the wire. You want, as a fan, as a spectator, you want to go to the wire. You don't want, you know, with two or three rounds to go, the championship's wrapped up and you know who's going to win and then the entries drop for the last couple of rounds. So mm-hmm. it, it, it's great that it is down to the end of the, uh, of the championship. For sure. And I'm sure from a competitor's point of view as well, they want to get into that car. They want to, to race all their guys. They don't want to total about and, you know, they want to be, you know, they want a yardstick to gauge themselves against. So, you know, from everybody's point of view, this year really has been a one-one. Yeah. Oh no, no, it has, and you know, in a sense, I feel sorry for Josh that he doesn't have, you know, the the same sort of fight between the four of them for a win. It's just between him and Marion. Um, but then again, you know, mentally, psychologically, how does that affect him? Does he does he, you know, unknowingly slack off? And, and, you know, that creates its own issues. Yeah. Maybe he needs to be on the boil to, you know, be drilled and focused and concentrated. So you just don't know what way it could affect. Uh, I think we know Josh is, is a winner. Like, I, I don't think he's going to drive around looking for points. I think he's going to go for it. But, you know, it's going to be a fascinating battle. And, like, we'll hear from Marion Evans now, who you caught up with, and hear his thoughts ahead of the event. Marion, thanks for joining us this evening. Um, Just wanted to catch up with you before the Ulster Rally. It's the seventh round of the Irish Tarmac Championship and it's the last round of the Irish Tarmac Championship. And to add to that mix, double points on offer. What's your thoughts? 
Um, yeah, it's good. I mean, the double points on offer kind of has given us the chance to, to fight for the championship this weekend, which is just nice, I suppose. Maybe for Josh, it's not as good, but yeah. Um, the Ulster is always, always nice to go to. It's a rally that kind of rotates quite a lot of the stages it uses sort of year on year. So I think all these are, are old stages, but they'll be very new to most of us. You know, they're, they're very, very tricky from what I've seen on the DVD. Uh, twisty, a lot of work in them. So um, it's plenty to catch you out, but uh, yeah. Should be a good rally, hopefully. Yeah, I think most of the stages are, are they, they are previously run, but probably looking at about 12 to 15 years ago. So, yeah, yeah. they would be new to, to, to most of you guys. And then also into the mix, we have a nighttime stage as well. What's your 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 thoughts on that? How are you in the dark? Uh, okay. Um, it always something you kind of not worry about, but you always think about quite a bit. But when you get there, it's fine. I mean, the lights we can use now are so good. Um, and saying that even if we get into the what's meant to be the night stage on time, it shouldn't really be fully dark even, so that won't be won't be too bad. The only thing with it is it's up Sleepy Gullin, which is, is all like the first sort of probably three, four mile of it is is all like pretty open with not, not a lot of your lights to bounce off. So if it does get dark, that well, for us, if it gets dark, it'll be a challenge. For the boys further back, it'll be a challenge anyway, you know. But um, yeah, that that's probably, that'll probably be the, the most challenging thing about it is that, you know, if you go down a lane with your lights, it's so much for, for the lights to bounce off. But when you're up on top of a mountain, it's just, it's lighting up fields, you know, it, it just kind of just makes it a bit harder, but hopefully it'll be okay. Yeah, and Sleep Gunion stage can be tricky enough. It's slippy in there in parts and, and the weather has just broken here. So, you know, it it's got, could be well be damp there on Friday night. Yeah, yeah, a lot of the guys told me not to, to respect the stage. It's the shortest stage in the rally by some way, but you can see there's a fair bit to catch you out. I mean, it, it looks like it's it's pretty much a flat-out blast up the mountain, and if you get to the top and come down, it just changes the nature completely. And I think being a mountain road, generally what I've seen is that you kind of have one line of, obviously, traffic over all the time, which which makes where you drive pretty slippy. So, yeah, a bit of tree coverage, you know, in the odd place, which, you know, if it rains, it'll, it'll hold some moisture as well. But, um, yeah, hopefully it'll be dry, I guess. We, we've gone on to a pretty good good pace in Cork again. And, you know, to be honest, though, the, the rain wouldn't really phase me too much. I think we've gone quite well in mixed conditions this year. So, yeah, you know, if it does rain, I suppose that's that. But uh, it's always nice to have a dry rally, I suppose, as well. Absolutely. And and again, you know, going back to the last round of the championship, you know, you're in the mix here. Now, in fairness, we've no Alistair Fisher, we've no Callum Devine. It, you know, it, it's really you and Josh now for the for the championship title. And in one sense, Josh can kind of take it easy. I think if he can finish, finishes in fourth place on the Friday and fourth place on the Saturday, that's enough for him. Um, kind of what's your thoughts? Is it Josh's to lose? Is it yours to win? I think it's been Josh's to lose since about Killarney. Um, <laughs> yeah, look, I, the thing is, with if Ali and Callum, you know, Ali and Callum are missing, so... If, if something does go wrong for Josh, I think he'd probably need something to go wrong for me then for me not doing it, you know? It's just one of those. So I suppose the pressure's on him, I'd like to say. Um, if we go there, there's not a lot for us to lose, really. He's got kind of, to be fair to him, a year's worth of hard work to lose. Um, he's, he's, he's kind of been the man to beat, to be fair, from the start. And uh, yeah, you know, for me, it's, you know, we go there second in the championship and, you know, if... I don't think we can lose that to, to Johnny or anyone. So it's, it's kind of, we can only go one way, but it, it can go both ways for him, which which probably adds just a bit more pressure for him. But he, he seems to have dealt with it pretty well so far this year. Yeah. And and 
you know, looking at the Ulster, it's really a day and a half. It's a sprint rally. You know, it's not how I would imagine it's not how you're going to would have approached the previous rounds of the Tarmac Championship. So what is your approach for this? Is it literally flat out from the get go and you've got to give it everything or is it a bit more tactical than that? I don't, you know, well, the thing with the Ulster is, yeah, it's a sprint, but it's it's so it's so tough. You know, it always is so tough because we see with the rallies in the south, they're generally a fair bit faster. You know, you look at the, the 20k stage in, in Colt 20, we were averaging about 125k's over it, you know, which is which is quite a high average speed and a lot of a lot of fast sections where you can you can rest a bit, you know. But once you get up there, you know, you're looking at 20k's of just solid work and there's a lot that can kind of catch you up. So I think a key you probably just to try and be clean and fast and tidy, just just drive well, you know, and and you know, I suppose bravery maybe in the fast step won't be as much of a thing because it'll just be more about who's the most efficient through the twisty bits and not wasting time, you know, because on the narrow bits it's so easy just to get sucked into maybe overdriving, being up a ditch for a few seconds, you know, and, and you can lose time easily like that. But yeah, I think we'll just do what we've done all year, to be honest. Um I listened last week's podcast a bit and Kevin said that we kind of lost our way a bit maybe from the from you know we clipped the wheel off on the circuit and from there we just uh, just a few things really we didn't really get into our stride properly until like I would say Donny Gall at times and even that wasn't perfect from my side but we felt kind of in cork again on the second day it was unfortunate that we stole the first day it kind of threw us out the fight for maybe the win because you know over the second day we matched Josh and Callum all day really until the last loop where being 20 seconds behind there was no real point to try and make that time because the way it's been this year you probably need a week's worth of rallying to make 20 seconds you know so um yeah i was quite happy with that you know on the whole once we got a few changes to the car on saturday once we got that kind of sorted we were there so that that was good and going to the ulster where the stages are all quite fresh you know it'll it'll be interesting because you know we talk about the championship but still there's a rally to be won so will Josh go for it I think Josh is capable of winning it even though he's driving for a championship you know he's, he's in that kind of groove where he's just driving well all the time so you know obviously Desi and Johnny are both pretty local guys and they'll want to win that probably quite, quite badly as well so um, yeah we'll see I mean the, it can throw up some surprises and, and yeah let's see it'll be a good race either way yeah, I was just going to bring up, you know, you've got Johnny Greer in the Citroen C3, you've got Desi Henry in the um, Fiesta Rally 2. Both of them, you know, very, very familiar. They're on home territory up there. Um, is there danger, you know, they're going to be quick, they're always quick. Is there danger getting sucked in to them and taking your eyes off Josh? Or, or is it a case you've got to be, you know, fighting everybody uh, to, to, to for both the, the, the Ulster win and also the, um, tar- you know, for a potential for the Tarmac Championship? At the end of the day, I suppose, it, you know, if, it depends how it goes. I mean, if Josh wins the championship on the first day by scoring enough points or whatever, it'll, you know, we, we can, and we're still in the shop and we can go down on the second day. But um, if he has a problem the first day, we have to kind of weigh it up a bit, you know. There's, um, obviously, I take a championship over the rally win, you know, there's no question about that. But still, you know, um, it would be nice to be in the frame for it. There's, there's, you know, Johnny's been very, very good this year, I think, and people kind of have glossed over it a bit. You know, you go to West Cork, historically, Johnny was never really that fast. And this year, he was really, really fast there. So he's on more familiar territory, just won the down rally. So he'll be quick. And, you know, I'm sure if Desi can get the, the problem sorted on his car, that he'll be there as well, because you saw what pace he could come up with on the circuit. So, yeah, still, there'll be sort of a good little battle going on there. It's, just, uh, it's a shame for Callum and Ali not to be there, but, you know, it's the way it is. And um, 
yeah, it'll, it'll, you know, you can't forget the rally, I suppose. I mean, everybody will talk about the championship and and all that, but still, there's um, like I said, there's a rally to be won there, and even though it's 150 k's, it's probably the best part of 100 k shorter than most of the rallies we've done. I'm sure by Saturday afternoon it'll feel like just the same looking at the stages. So. Yeah, no, absolutely, you're right. You know, there is, as you, as you, there is a rally there. You know, and that has to be. Yeah, you, you know, you got to finish that first before we look at the championship in a sense. And you know, you mentioned you'd put the the championship first, but I suppose is is there a risk in the in the heat of the moment you get caught up in things and you think you know yeah you put it all on the line for for an Ulster rally win? Yeah, well, we'll we'll kind of if we're in the frame, we'll kind of know at the time if if the championship's on or not. So. I think we can make that decision as we go along, but um, I think, like everyone says, when the flag drops, the bullshit stops, doesn't it? So, <laughs> um, it's always different when the helmet's on. You, you know, we'll if any if, if the rest is anything to go by, the gaps won't be massive. But there's a you can make a lot of time in these stages, actually. So, um, yeah, for me, car side, there's no excuses. Matt won with basically the same car as what I've got last year. You know, the two boys won a good pace up there. So, but uh, you know, Josh has had a great year, and like I said, Johnny's been come on a lot with the Citroen as well. And Desi's obviously got a lot of pace in him as well. So um, in that sense, it'll be interesting. I think it'll be it'll be worth watching anyway. Oh, no, absolutely. And I'm looking forward to, to get up to stick tape myself. I'm looking forward to the event. And what do you call it? You've just come back from the Grampian Rally where you were running the, the cars for Ashley and Price. And yeah. now what's, you, what's your take on how that championship, obviously Keith Cronin, you know, had the victory in the Grampian, but how do you think that championship's shaping up? It's shaping up nicely. Um, we could have done with another win at the weekend, really, over Keith. But um, no, look, it's the, the two boys are going well. They're fighting against each other, and it's, it's great, you know. I think you saw the BRC last year, uh, just the the hype that a fight between two drivers can generate, and it's looking much the same this year. Uh, to be fair, you know, got Rory and James are going very well in the championship as well. But you know, their first year in R5 cars, so it'll be interesting. Back to Tarmac next time, you know, Keith's very strong on Tarmac, um, but it's Austin's home rally anyway, so. It'll be interesting. I've always said it'd be nice to see the Irish come over and do a close road event in Wales. So it sounds like it's only Keith coming across and not the rest of the boys, which is a shame. But um, it'll be nice to see. Yeah, it's just unfortunate this year that the BRC didn't get the same Irish support that it did the last couple of years. Um, yeah. You know, I suppose we, we've seen maybe a more competitive Irish Tarmac Championship than we have in the last couple of years as well on, on the back of that. Yeah, yeah I think the, the Tarmac Championship probably blossomed because of that. I mean... The guys have just decided to stay at home and, and, and race there, you know, and it's it's been good to be a part of that. Uh, but stay, saying that, it'll still be nice, you know, hopefully going forward the two championships could mix a bit, you know, once or twice a year. It's always nice to get everyone together, you know, from from these parts and and fight it out properly. It'll, it'll be great to see if that could happen again next year because, you know, the BRC, to be fair, as a championship gets a lot of stick, but the standard of the, you know, the drivers in the championship are as good as, as the Irish Samak, you know. You, know, you don't need me to tell you that, you know, that Austin and Keith uh, are as good as anyone. So, you know, if everyone could come together on a on a proper rally, you know, in a sort of two days on tarmac would be brilliant. And, uh, you know, we saw that just uh, the, the COVID West Cork, the one that got cancelled. I think that would have been an awesome rally. You know, there were, there were probably 12, 15 guys who could have won stages in that event. And you could have probably said maybe eight or nine could have won the rally. And it's a shame that got taken away, but hopefully next year, it, or something like that can happen again and it would just be it would draw a lot of people in as well yeah it would be nice to see the a crossover between the two championships again and it is a pity we didn't get west cork or or the ulster this year is mm. that that crossover point but fingers crossed for next year uh marion it's been a pleasure thank you very much we wish you all the best for the ulster rally and uh what do you call it you know may the best man win 
Thank you. Hopefully, hopefully it'll be me for a change. <laughs> Brilliant. Thanks, Marion. Oh, can't wait for Friday night now. That's a fascinating battle. Looking forward to the weekend. And speaking of the weekend, we mentioned earlier, April. Um, so, what do you call it? The next episode of the WRC? Yes. <laughs> I think um, Atanak has put the pressure on Terry Neville. Yeah, without a doubt. You know, like, um, you know, before Finland we had discounted how on the, you know, this wasn't there going to be their year. Has the has there been something found in the car? Neville didn't look comfortable in the car, but he's not going to go to Belgium and want to finish second. You know, it's his home event. Um, he's wanting to go there for the one, you know, has is the car capable of it? Did uh, did Tannock pull something spectacular at the bag? Has he found a sweet spot? Well, you know, will he to fight bike? You know, <laughs> there's going to be so many questions. Um, you know, Toyota talk before Finland about, you know, had the most reliable car all season. They were going to now try and like, strike some performance. You know, will there be upgrades in the car before uh, Belgium? It's going to be interesting to see. Like, they're not going to take getting beat lying down. They're going to be out for revenge as well. Well, I heard in an interview there after uh, Finland, Tom Filer, um, Toyota's head of development, had hinted that they had more improvements in the bag and they didn't bring them all to Finland. So, yes, potentially they have it there. I know the one thing they were focusing on in Toyota was that outright performance and top-end speed against the Hyundai. Um, I, I honestly think all the pressure has been thrown on to Neville. And, I, you know, again, in the past, I don't know if he's really coped that yeah. well when that pressure comes on him. I, I think, you know, he, he can't use the excuse that the car's a ball of who because uh, <laughs> it is and the team have admitted it is and uh, Tanak just finds something in himself as well as the car yeah I don't think it was a development piece I think it was utter sheer determination uh -huh. but I think that really puts the pressure on the will either stand up or or, mm -hmm. or, or you know on on, a, a, on your home event or or you know forget it absolutely absolutely you know um you know it's going to be fascinating and then our own Craig Breen like uh Belgium was always an event that he has loved doing. Um, you know, um, Finland wasn't the rally he hoped for. Um, he's going to be hope, surely have to hoping for a, a change of fortune. You know, yes, he's had bad luck with you know, uh, you know, there's been things in the ditch and one thing and another. Some would say maybe them think he shouldn't be in the ditch, finding them things, but still, you know, it's the fine margins at that level of the sport. Um, he knows uh, Belgium. He knows the Jeep very well. Um, You'd hope now that this is finally going to be the the event for all things start to click into place for him. You would hope so. Um, definitely hope so. And look, you know, he was when things went well, he was quick in Finland. Mm -hmm. Um, it was just an unfortunate, you know, an error over a jump. Um, but the question then also comes into it. Is the Puma at the same level as the Hyundai or the Toyota? And I don't mm -hmm. know if it is. It seems yeah. to be lacking a little bit of grunt at the top end. Um and Ypres is just short, fast sprints between junctions. Mm -hmm. So you need to be on it and quick on it, and and it just depends. Can the Puma give that to Breen? For sure, for sure. And it was great to see them uh, Ford and M Sport doing a test there before Belgium. You know, we, we bemoaned the fact that there was no test before Finland. So you know, hopefully they'll have you know refined their setup now as well too, um, because they they need a change of fortune, really, don't they? They do. They do. Now, the only thing that the test threw up was another underbonnet fire, which, again, you know, that's what happened to Loeb. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. Um, so is it the same issue? Is it a different issue? Was it coincidence? Was it the, just the heat from the, you know, the, 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 what do you call it? The, the excessive summer heat we've been having or the, the continental Europe's been having? I don't know, but just a bit of alarm bell ringing there when I heard that another fire. But yeah, I'm delighted to see they did the testing because they didn't do any testing for Estonia. Resources are tight for the team. So the fact that they are taking it seriously, and I'll use that, you know, loosely, um, is a, you know, a very positive sign. I was delighted to see that. Absolutely, absolutely. You know. uh, so, and then, you know, Warren Johnson uh, went along with Takamoto in the two as well. So, you know, a lot of Irish interest there as well. Josh McElhane and James Fulton over in the Rally 2 Hyundai, uh, run by PCRS. Like, you know, as we discussed there with Matt Cotton, uh, like, Josh is having a year on paper that maybe doesn't look great, but if you drill in a wee bit deeper, the times have been very encouraging. Um, you know, needs to bring it all together now. Absolutely. And again, hopefully a nice clean run on tarmac for, for Josh will help. Um, things didn't go his way with Finland. But, you know, again, as you say, when you look in between the, the issues and the problems, some very good times being set. Um, so it'll be very interested to see now how Ypres goes for him. For sure. And like, it's great to see Eamon Bowen making a return to the stages as well. And the FBS to two. Like Eamon's just one of them guys who just comes and does a rally and there's no fuss, no drama about it either. Absolutely. No, Eamon's a great, uh, what do you call it, stalwart rallying. And, you know, mm-hmm. it's, it's it's always interesting when the WRC entry list comes out. You always have a quick scan to see, is he going to pop up? I know yes. his favourites usually are Monte Carlo or Spain or whatever, but mm-hmm. uh, it's always good when you see him appearing um, elsewhere. Mm-hmm. And then one other semi-Irish interest, Patrick O'Snires is <laughs> Yeah, like Patrick, we know we remember from like the lakes of Lurgan Park, he's over here a few times, and then a great supporter of the Deja Vu events as well too, you know, uh, brilliant to see. And the, the car is in, you think, you know, a Rally 3 Fiesta is like a, a young man's car, but like it's going to be fascinating to see what he can extract out of that car over the weekend as well. Yeah, no, very interesting to see how he gels with the new technology. Yeah. Uh, be be interesting to see what stage times look like once he gets bedded in. Oh, for sure. Like he was, you know, Yeep Rally for a few years too. So like that is, you know, he was, you know, one of the best, if not the best, drivers on that on that event over the years. So it's it's going to be brilliant to watch because like we we've seen what he could do in the Porsche. So what can they do in this rally three fiesta? Like we we're extolling, we keep extolling the virtues of that car. So be interesting yeah. now to see what Patrick can do with it. Absolutely. I just have flashbacks in my head of, of Snires on the Manx. Just incredible, you know, absolutely fabulous driver. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, absolutely. And I, I was I had the pleasure of seeing him a few times in Lurgan Park and it was just breathtaking, yeah. you know, it was uh, lovely to see. So uh, until the next time, you know, we'll be back again next week, obviously, to catch up with all the, the how this whole championship fares out, how Ypres goes, and looking forward to the next event. So, uh, once again, really appreciate you taking the time to listen to Crunching Gears, the, the, the Rally podcast. Uh, again, please like, share, uh, comment, and rate the podcast. All those things are make a massive difference, and really appreciate you taking the time to listen. So, until the next time, take care, speak soon, and bye. <laughs>